0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you guys for coming today. Um, we know that uh, it, was, uh, it wasn't easy for some of you to get here, and so, so God bless you, and I hope that you really get something special today, okay? Um, we're in the middle of our series, our second installment calling Prayer, It's Easier Than You Think, and we've been talking about this concept of prayer, trying to, to uh, get rid of ideas that would be in our head or maybe from bad teaching or from some other things that we may have experienced in the past, that may have may stand in the way of us developing a relationship with God, especially in this area of prayer. So the goal of our series is to make prayer so inviting. Make spending time with God so inviting, so enticing that you actually, Uh, experience a delight in this. Okay, look what the scripture here is. This is our opening text that we've been reading every week. Uh, Psalm 37 verse 4. It says, delight yourself in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. What an amazing scripture that we would delight ourselves in the Lord. That we would find out how we could spend time with God in a way that is actually delightful in a way that's not religious, in a way that's not scary, in a way that isn't spooky, that we could actually spend time with God and it would be a delight. And the other part of the scripture says, and that he would give us The desires of our heart. I bet if I go around this room and ask you, do you have some desires of your heart, some secret desires that you would like fulfilled maybe this year, I think everybody in this room would say yes. And I want you to know something. I believe with all my heart that God is here today, and he wants to bring those desires to pass in your life. Okay? So we've been talking about prayer, what it is and what it isn't. But before we get into what prayer, and take this a little bit further than we talked about last week. I want you to see this, this, this video about what prayer isn't. Maybe you might identify with this.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll pray. You think I'm afraid to pray? All right, join hands. I'm not gonna join hands because I don't like joining hands. All right, it's cold season. Dear God, how you doing? Don't look at me, Peter, please. God, our Father, we ask that you bless these people and this stuff and all this place with all your things and all your blessings. In uh, Jesus' glorious name, amen. You got a problem with me, Tommy? Let us pray. Yes, mm. We thank you, Heavenly Father, mm. for loving us and uh, oh, yeah. giving us your words. Ooh, oh, that's and good. Learn what you that's want us to cool. learn and hear what you want us to hear and mm. see what you want us to see oh, and what hmm. you want us to love. And God mm, yes. has me thank you for all the blessings yes. and all this time together, and we ask you to bless this time, these people, and right, this place. Right, right, yes. And in Jesus' name, we pray. Absolutely. In the Thomas name of the glorious Jesus, amen. Oh yeah. Amen. Oh yes. Uh, me? me? No, no, I'm good. Well, I'll pray later on my own. More of a private prayer, more internal. I was actually just gonna go to the bathroom. I'm a little lactose intolerant. I'll, I'll read the minutes. Sometimes when I pray, it gets, uh, gets deep. I don't intimidate anybody. We worship you, O Glorious God, and we praise your beautiful name. We thank you for your heavenly warm embrace, and we praise you beautiful, gorgeous Jesus. Your embrace is the only embrace we'll ever need to be embraced by. We want to continue to love us as you touch us and love you as we touch you. In Jesus' name we pray. What? We ask you to bless everyone's families and everyone's children, and a special blessing, Lord, on my children. I know that you have three or four thousand angels, Please send two or three of them to watch over my children, watch over our house. I got a new alarm system, but you know, the alarm system of God is more powerful than the alarm system of ADT. I'd like to say thank you, God. I'd like to show my appreciation. So what can I do? Can I bring you a donut? Maybe a Danish? Certainly, I'll get you coffee. I you know, how you take is light and sweet, right? <laughs> I know that's what you like, because you're a sweet God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: I just laugh every time I see that, man. I'm just telling, come on, was that funny? Come on, somebody. So, you know, and I think a lot of us might see ourselves or maybe some past experiences in all of that. And, and I, I just think it's funny. I like the, 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 the Italian part of how you're doing, you know, and talking to God like that. So, But listen, what we want us to understand today is prayer isn't any of that. Prayer isn't some religious formality. Prayer isn't some secret sauce. Prayer is really an intimate, divine communion with God, conversation with God, where you feel comfortable coming into the presence of God and where you allow God not only for you to speak to him and bring your prayer request before him, but that you also allow God to speak to you because it's a two-way street. And so we talked a little bit about how important that is. And that's that's the that's where I'm trying to take this series. That's where I'm trying to take you. That we would understand, that you would understand prayer, it's easier than you think. It is actually this delightful place that we can come to. I was thinking about an an awkward environment that I once was in um, and because it's the difference between being in a situation where you're comfortable and you can have a conversation with somebody and or where you're not comfortable and you feel tongue tied and the right words don't come out. Have you ever been in a situation where right words just didn't come out? And as those words came out and they weren't right, you were just like trying to get them all back. Have you ever been there, right? And so I remember one time um, uh, uh, Rick Senatorum was in town and he was running for president and um there was a benefit around here, and we were invited to go to this benefit and to just hear, you know, his platform and what have you. And so, and there was a place, a time where you could take pictures with him. And so there was this other room, and there's a line of people waiting to take pictures with with Rick. You guys know who Rick Senatorium is? Senator Rick, former senator. And so <clears throat> any rate, so um, we were just waiting in line, and everybody in all the couples that were taking pictures with him, he was really specific to put um uh, Himself, the wife, and the husband. So the wife was in the middle, okay? This happened with every couple, and I was just watching, oh, I'm just trying to get this set up, how this was going to go, and it was our turn to take the picture. And so everybody, Rick, the wife, the husband. Rick, the wife, the husband, right? And so for some reason, the person that was doing the pictures for him, when organized a little bit differently for Jeannie and I, because when Jeannie and I Stepped up, he put Jeannie on one side and then me. He wanted to stay in the middle of both of us. Now now I'm thinking about this. I wonder what that was all about. So, okay, whatever. I'm just hitting me right now. So, but it was different. So, I, I had so lodged in my mind that, you know, I was going to be standing next to Jeannie. And so I didn't know Rick and I was a little bit tongue-tied and on what to say to this guy. I knew he's running for president. I mean, that's kind of cool, you know, talking to somebody who's running for president, right? And so I was I was a little bit I didn't know what to say to him and I had a little bit of a diarrhea at the mouth. If you had diarrhea at the mouth, come on, you know what I'm talking about? And so so but I forgot. It, it was lodged in my mind that Jeannie was on the other side of Rick because I had planned on her standing next to me like everybody else. Are you getting the picture? So while we're taking this picture, I'm looking at the photographer, and I'm forgetting this isn't Jeannie next to me. And so my hand slides a little bit lower to the small of Rick's back, and I really, I'm, oh, my God, this is not, I just completely, and, and he jerked a little bit, and we all smiled and had an awkward moment. <laughs> Help me out, somebody. And I just remember, take the picture. I just want to leave, please. I don't even have that picture to this day, I promise you. But I was tongue-tied. I was nervous. I didn't know what to say. Come on, have you ever been there? Yeah. You're with somebody and your you're, you're words aren't coming out, so you just kind of keep it to yourself. Are you shut down, right? But right on the other hand, we've been with that person where we were sitting across the table. I've been with people in this room where I, I, I've been sitting with you and we're having coffee and, or lunch and our fellowship is so rich and, and we're opening up to each other and time is flying and you don't want to leave that environment. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And so what I want you to see is this is the place of prayer. God wants us to come into that environment where we spend time with him. And it's it's this loving conversation and it's, it's corrective. And it's and it's productive and it's and it's inspiring. It's just not just this lovey, gush, gushy, ushy, mushy thing, but it's a place where you come. And you're spending time with God, and he's talking to you. And you're talking, and you're pouring your heart out to him. And he's pouring his heart out to you. He's talking about the purpose and the destiny and the future that he has for you. He's laying out your life for you. How many of you know you want to spend time with a God like that, right? A God who loves you unconditionally, who's not judging, who's not putting burdens on you. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I'm sitting in an environment like that, I just want to sit there in the presence of God. And hours fly. And I promise you today, if if you don't know God this way, then I pray that this series will help you get there. Prayer, it's easier than you think. And we spent all of last week talking about the place of Abba Father, about God being our Father, not the judge, not the keeper of heaven. He is all of those things. But to those who are Christians, those who are believers in Jesus... We get to be called children of God, and we get, to, we get to spend time with God in this way as children. He is our Abba. We spent a lot of time talking about that last week, and I would encourage you to listen to that message if you weren't here. Abba, Daddy, God. We said you are always on Dad's mind. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Now, today I want to talk a little bit further about this and, and help kind of prepare the table further to where you feel comfortable... Coming to God in this loving way, allowing Him to speak to you and allowing yourself to pour your heart out to him in a way that isn't religious in a way that isn't scary, because He gives us this other word called covenant. Somebody say the word covenant, covenant. all right, so we don't hear this word a lot today in our in our in our language we we use the word contract instead a covenant is like a contract okay so so but it's a lot. Different. So contracts have a beginning and an end. They have performance clause. They have ways to get out. Okay. They can be broken. Okay. But a covenant is different. It can't be broken. It's eternal. There's something connected to it that's full of life, something that's connected to it that has a to death do us part component. Okay. And so today we read that scripture when we did communion. That we have the blood of a new what? All right, I'm gonna say it. We have the blood of a new what? This is really important because I want to share with you today an illustration so that you can understand further how you can sit at the table with your Abba God, with your Abba Father, and converse with him and not be afraid, and not be religious, and not be scared, and not and and and, and not be bored. And I said, I don't know what to say. You know, I was there for two minutes and I don't know what to do now. Listen, I want to graduate from that place and help you understand that you can have this kind of a relationship with God where he can mold and he can shape and he can develop and he can go on ahead of you and he can show you things which are to come. He can be a blessing to your children, a blessing in your business, a blessing in your marriage. I'm telling you, this is who Abba is. Anybody know this Abba in this place here today? Okay. All right. So. I want to talk about this word covenant. And to show you um, a little bit, I want to do an illustration. All right, so come on up, Caleb, Caleb, Sam, and, and Larry, okay? Come on up here. We're going to do a little illustration, okay? So this is Caleb. Caleb is, uh, he is younger than Sam, and um, Caleb is, uh, in, in this illustration, is needy. He's not needy, um, but in this illustration, he is. Are you needy? Yes. Okay, cool. Awesome. Okay. So he's needy in the sense that um, in the old, so, so this, this covenant example we're going to show you is what they would do in Bible times. Okay. Bible covenants. See, that we don't understand that here today, but in, in biblical sense, this is kind of what they did. Okay. So a weaker person would say, hey, my tribe is small. I don't have a lot of money, I don't have a lot of protection, and I feel like, you know, I'm out here on my own and people are, are uh, uh, coming and they're pillaging my home, stealing my goods. What I need to do is make a covenant with somebody who's stronger, somebody who's bigger, somebody who can protect me. Are you following me? So this is Caleb, Caleb's week and this is Sam. He's the sugar daddy of the bunch, okay? Everybody knows him in the region. He's the guy that's got all the dinero. He's got it all, man. He's got the flock. He's got it all. And so Caleb knows this. And Caleb's like, I need to make a covenant with Sam. So this way, if I come into covenant with him, here's how a covenant works. Everything that's his now becomes his. But then everything that's his now becomes his. Are you following me? And so while it looks like the lesser one gets more, actually, This one actually becomes a slave to this person, okay? So so here's what happens, okay? So they face each other. They say they want to come into covenant with each other, and what they have to do is they have to find a priest. Larry is our priest. He's got a beard and everything. Look at this. This is awesome. Okay. So Larry is our priest. So they find the priest in the Old Testament, and they say, what we're going to do is this. We're going to cut a covenant, okay? And so Larry pulls his knife out, and he slices a wrist, and he slices a wrist, Okay? Blood starts full. You hold the cup here. Blood starts full, and then they touch their wrists. So blood now commingles, okay? And as this blood now drips into this bowl, Larry stirs it, stirs it. Now with your finger, that's gross. He stirs it. Okay? He stirs There you go. Much better. Okay. Then each of them have to drink it. Good. Take a drink. Take a drink of the blood. Mmm. Good. Okay. Now... They are in covenant with each other. Are you guys with me? Now, this is how it was done. Stay facing the people. Stay facing the people. This is how it was done in the Old Testament. Okay, now, then Jesus shows up. And he says, I'm going to change this game. I'm going to be a game changer in all this. And, and see, what happened is this. I want you to see this. In, the, in this kind of covenant... Get this, get this. This is where a lot of religious thinking comes into our thinking as it comes to spending time with God in prayer, okay? Remember, prayer is easier than you think, guys. This kind of covenant is dependent on performance, okay? So now that they're in covenant, he has to perform perfectly to give all his goods and yield himself to him, and he has to perform perfectly in order to embrace him and then to protect him. Makes sense. But if he does something that's outside or 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 that that is against him or, or hurts his family, now the performance can be broken. This covenant can be broken. Okay. So this covenant, this is amazing. Holy Spirit, help him to get this. This covenant was completely based on performance. You perform, you're good. If you don't perform, there are consequences. Are you following me? All right. So Jesus comes along. He says to himself, this this setup over here is harsh. This This is the way the Old Testament was basically set up. It was an old covenant. And Jesus shows up and he says, you know what? I have to do something different. Because... The fact that we have a covenant that's based on performance, the fact that we have a covenant that's based on somebody's propensity to fail isn't good. It's hard to be in relationship with somebody if you think at any moment he's going to get you because you didn't perform. Are you with me? Okay, so Jesus shows up. He said, I'm going to evaluate the system. So along comes Jesus. Isn't this a great Jesus right over here? Come stand by me, Jesus. Come here. This is is Jesus in this illustration. 2,000 years ago, Jesus said, you know, this is hard. This doesn't work. I'm going to come up with a new covenant, the blood of my new covenant. Are you with me? So here's what he does. He says, okay, since I'm also the priest and I'm also Jesus, okay, what I'm going to do is, I'm not going to need him anymore. So you can leave. Bye. Bye, priest. Okay, See you later, priest. Okay? And so let's give him a hand as he goes. Awesome. Thank you. So the priest leaves. Okay? So now Jesus stands in the place. I mean, Larry, Larry's greatness illustration, but doesn't this make like a really good Jesus right over here? Okay. Okay. So Jesus steps up, and, he's, and, he's, and he's, he's, he wants to fix this performance-oriented covenant. Okay? So then he says this. He takes us a step further. He says, here's the deal. Sam, I'm not going to need you either. So Sam leaves. So now Jesus is the priest and our Savior. He steps up and he says, now here's what we're going to do. This is amazing. You're going to come into covenant with him now. The old covenant is going to go away. Jesus is going to get rid of the priest He's going to get rid of the individual. And now in the New Testament, he says, now you are going to come into covenant with me personally. Isn't this awesome? And watch this. And no blood has to be shed. No blood has to be ingested. No, he was going to let his blood be shed. He was going to drink his own blood. Come on, are you with me? All he has to do is simply receive. Come on, are you with me? All he's going to do is simply receive the work that Jesus did. Now we understand what the Bible says in the New Testament. Listen, I hope you get this. When it says that God is for us and he's not against us, it's because of this. When the Bible says he's Abba, Father, it's because of this. Are you getting this? It's the blood of the new covenant. Jesus' blood was shed so this could happen. Come on, are you with me? That's the reason why now the Bible says I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. The Bible says that He is for me, not against me. The Bible says that He will protect me. Are you guys getting this? Watch this. The scripture says in Psalm 91 that we dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Watch this example. Watch this. We dwell in in the secret place of the Most High, Jesus is the one that goes before you because of this covenant, somebody. Now watch this. Watch this. This covenant now is not based on performance. This covenant is based on faithfulness. Faithfulness. That's why the Bible says in First Timothy, it says that when we are faithless, he is still faithful. Are you with me? Yes. Why? Because he will not deny his own. That's right. They are one. They are in covenant. Are you getting this? Yes. If he won't deny him, he won't deny you. That's why prayer is easier than you think. Is somebody getting this here today? Come on. Give these guys a great big God bless you. All right. God bless you guys. Thank you guys. All right, that really is the heart of our message here today. For you to understand, this term covenant is very real. And it was given to you and me so that we could have this loving relationship with Abba. He's our daddy, and now we're in covenant with him, and that covenant Is based on the shed blood of Jesus, not the shed blood of man. Are you getting this? That's the reason why it's eternal. When you come into relationship with Christ, when you receive Christ as your Savior, you come into an eternal relationship with him now. One based on covenant. Come on, are you getting this? It can't be changed. It's not based on your performance. It's all based on Jesus' performance. That's why he came and shed his own blood. Are you getting this? So what happens is we don't understand this and what happens is a lot of times we think prayer is all about performing Prayer is all about, well, you know, Lord, if you just do this for me, then I'll do this for you for the rest of my life. And we make these deals with God. I got news for you. You never have to make another deal with God again because the deal was already made in Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. All we got to do is just receive the finished work of Jesus. No deals. And if you're here today and maybe you crossed this new year and you said, you know, 2020, Lord, if you do this for me, then I'm going to do this for you. It's already over for you. I got a new challenge for you today. Come to Abba. Come on. Come sit with him. Let him talk to you. Come into his presence. Spend time with him. Let him mold you. Let him shape you. Let him tell you about some things that are to come in your life. Let him go before you in your job. Let him go before you raising your kids. Let him go before you in the financial decisions you have to make. Let him go before you in the marital distress and making the decisions that are necessary to come out of that thing. Let him go before you because he is for you, not against you. This is who Abba is, and it's all based on covenant. So there's only one thing left to do. If if it's not based on performance, then what is it based on? I asked myself the same question when I started to understand this. What is it based on? Okay? It's really simple. It's based on the word believe. Believe. You mean all I have to do? Is just believe this? Yeah. You mean all I have to do is just believe that he's my Abba? Yeah. I don't have to do anything? No. All I have to believe is that I'm in covenant with him? Yeah. That's it. I don't have to do anything else? No. Just believe. Somebody shout, just believe. (laughs) Now, the reason why this gets complicated is because the word believe in our society has been watered down. The word believe in our society is, well, you know, I believe I will go to Kroger's if it's open and buy some organic apples with peanut butter. I believe I will. But if the Super Bowl comes on instead, well, I believe I won't. You know? Are you with me? I, I believe that I will do this. And so... We approach believing, listen, much more in the realm of wishing or fantasy, right, or guessing. I'm prob- I want you to know something. If we could catch, catch this today, that believing everything we've just talked about is, is coming to a place where you develop the confidence, a confidence in Abba a confidence in your covenant, it will take your believing all to a whole nother level. And I'll use this example. Um, is Devin Montgomery in here? Is Devin in Okay, Devin's here. Devin, Devin's been Devin Montgomery for a long time, okay? And so his name is Devin Montgomery, all right? And so he's been calling himself Devin Montgomery for 40-something years, okay? Did you see how I did that? That was really good. Okay, so, so he... If you were to come to Devin today, and he'd introduce himself as, oh, "My name's is Devin Montgomery," and you would say, "No, you're not. You're not Devin Montgomery. You're General George Patton or something. I don't know. You're somebody else." I mean, Devin would look at you and just like, well, "I'm sorry, you know, I don't know what you believe, but I know I'm Devin Montgomery." Here's how I know: my birth certificate says it. It's on my social security card. It's 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 on all of my apps, you know, and it's even on Church Plenty Center at Revolution Church. So I know I'm Devin Montgomery, okay? All right, so I am Devin. So you couldn't move him off of being Devin Montgomery. Are you guys with me? What would it be like if we could come to that place and our walk with God where we knew God was our Abba and we knew that God, we were in covenant with him And when trials would come and when people would cause us to to guess our relationship with God or or we don't understand why something is going a certain way or or why we don't seem to to have a breakthrough or why something seems to be falling apart and we don't understand, but we know this, he's my Abba and I'm still in covenant despite anything that's going on all, all around me. What would our relationship with God and what would answered prayer be like if we really believed? Are you with me? What would it really be like? if we believed. So here's, here's what I want to leave you guys with today. Believing involves, it involves four things. The first is this. It's believing that Jesus really came to do what he said he was going to do. He died for us 2,000 years ago, and he shed his blood for us 2,000 years ago. He saved us. We needed a Savior. Listen, not because you sinned, but because Adam sinned. And his sin passed on to all mankind, right? And so because of that sin, now that sin affects the whole world. Jesus came to fix the sin problem. Are you with me? What we think is sin today really isn't sin. It's behavior. Jesus came to fix sin. Listen, Jesus Christ didn't come into the world for behavior modification. Jesus came into the world for life transformation. All right? See, if we understand this word believe... It will really help because the word believe will help us to live right. If we believe right, we're going to live right. If we believe right, listen, we're going to pray right. If we believe wrong, we're going to live wrong. If we believe wrong, we're going to pray wrong. Come on. Anybody in here want to live right in this place? Come on. And it's so much easier than we thought. It's simply believing that Jesus came to die for our sin. That separation that existed between man and God is now gone. That's the beginning. That's what sin is. So if you put in your mind, sin is separation, now you understand why it says Jesus bore my sin on the cross. He bore my separation. He bore that spot that existed between him and I. It doesn't exist anymore when you become a Christian. Amen means so be it. I taught you that last week. Yeah. That's right. Amen. How, m- <laughs> How many of you can see that if you could understand this and get this, it might straighten out some things in our thinking about God. It might straighten out some things about his desire for me. It might actually bring us to a place where I'm delighting in God. And he's delighting in me. So the first, the first part of believing is really believing that Jesus did what he did. second part is, is believing he's the only way. Jesus is the only way. It was his body, it was his blood that was shed for our redemption. It was Jesus' blood, okay? So he really did what he said he was going to do. That's the first part. Number two, he's the only way to the Father, okay? And number three, listen, this is the most beautiful part Of this whole thing, that when you receive Christ, your sins are really washed away. Not just your past sins. It's easy to say, yeah, Jesus forgave my past. It's easy to say that. But it's hard to say that Jesus actually forgives my current sin. And it's hard to say that Jesus actually forgives my future sin. But the blood covers us past, present, and future. Come on, are you with me? Here's how I know this. Here's how I know this. you ready for this? Here's how I know this, okay? Because when I was on the campus of Western Michigan University and I was doing my thing as disco dean. Come on, somebody. All right? As I was doing my thing, okay? Not knowing a thing about what I'm sharing with you today, not knowing anything about Abba, not knowing anything about the covenant, only knowing this, that when I saw people who were Christians on the campus, they were the weirdest people on the campus, and I wanted nothing to do with them. Just being honest with you. When I saw that, I said, man, I don't want that. I was, I, was in, I was raised in a religious home, and so, no, I didn't, we didn't act that way when I was religious, and so there's no way. That's right. It freaked me out to see what was happening there, okay? That's what I was raised in. So I would see that, and I just partied all the more. Just shooting straight with you. But I want you to know about a scripture. Listen to the scripture. Let this sink in. It says this, that while you and I were sinners, Jesus died for us. He died for me even before I knew about his goodness. He died for me even before I knew about his plan for my life. He died for me when I was boogie oogieing on the dance floor. Come on, somebody. And God was far from my mind. Jesus still died for me then. And He died for you. And He died for the failure that you may be walking in right now. He died for that secret sin that only you know about and no one else knows. He died for that too. He died for the stuff that we're going to walk into the future. Because if he could die for me before I even knew him, how many know he can die for my past, present, and future sins? Come on. It's the complete package. It really is. But if you don't know the depth of your forgiveness, if you don't know, if you don't know the depth of how much, of a price was paid, that when you become a Christian in the covenant that you actually have with him, if you don't know the depth of that, I promise you, you'll be afraid of God. You'll be tongue-tied coming in his presence. You might act and say foolish things. <laughs> you, 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 this, this is an amazing relationship that I'm talking about. Lujah. The enemy, you'll believe that enemies lie, but this is for everybody else, but not for me. Oh, come on, are you with me today, somebody? So, the first part of believing, you gotta know that Jesus can't die for our sin. You gotta know He's the only way. And you have to know, number three, that your sin is completely forgiven. So, what you are using in your life to block or to prevent you from drawing closer to God, Really isn't sin if you're a Christian. It is some bad understanding of what you think bad behavior is. Okay? Here's the deal: every person in this room engages in some kind of bad behavior. Do are there any perfect people here today? Yeah, see? Look around the room. Come on, look around the room. There's one perfect person here. Don't you just feel right at home right now? Come on, doesn't this feel really good? (laughs) This feels so good. So good. Okay? So, but here's the whole idea. That when you understand the depth of the love that God has for you, all that stuff that we call sin, which is really bad behavior, allowing stuff in our minds that we know we shouldn't, allowing bitterness, resentment to drive us, allowing fear to drive us, allowing certain activities that we know are destructive, okay? I mean, listen, when you're a Christian and you're still living the party life, listen, God doesn't love you any less. He loves you. He died for you. But I got to tell you something. When you're living that kind of life, you're robbing yourself of the life that God has for you. He's he's I want you to come to the table. I, I got a husband for you. I got a wife for you. I got a career for you. I got a plan for your life that's going to blow you away. But we got to get past some of that old way of approaching things. I, you know, you're going to hear me say this again and again here at Revolution Church. We want you to fall so in love with Jesus that you fall out of love with sin. Come on, somebody. That you fall out of love with those mindsets. Fall out of love with anything destructive in your life. Again, God loves you. Loves you. Loves us. You can't change that. His DNA is in you by covenant. Covenant. His DNA is in you when his blood was shed and you received Christ. Are you with me? You're a child of God. Any children of God in this place? Come on. That's what this is about, believing. Now, if we can get you to believe that Jesus really did this, that he's the only way, and that your sins are forgiven, past, present, and future, then i got to get you to see this last part here, this last scripture I'm going to close with. Notice what the scripture says here. It says this. It says that no matter, it's in 2 Corinthians 1.20, no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ, and so through him the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. What does that mean? And in, uh, the short version of this is this. The promises of God are yes and amen. Somebody say yes, yes. and amen. amen. Now amen means be it done unto me. Be it done unto me. Okay, that's what it means. Now, why is this scripture so important? Because the promises of God in the Old Testament well, under the Old Covenant, they weren't yes and amen. They were completely based on performance. You did good, you got good. You did bad, you get bad. Okay, But today, because of a new covenant, you guys understand this? We are in the blood of a what? New covenant, right? Jesus is our covenant. We are in covenant with him. Father God is our Abba. We're in covenant with Jesus. You could also say this. This might help you a little bit easier. The scripture says that Jesus is the firstborn of many. So if you are born again, if you have received Christ, you're the firstborn of many. Here's what that means. You ready for this one? Jesus is our older brother. That's the best older brother you could have. I have an Abba father, and I have an older brother. Come on, somebody. Isn't this awesome? So I have a Abba father. I have an older brother. And because of all this, he's given me these promises, right? No matter how many promises God has made, they are yes and amen. Here's what it means. These promises today are not based on performance. These promises today are based on Jesus' ability to perform them in your life. They're based on Jesus' faithfulness. Are you with me? I'm gonna ask you a really simple question. I'm getting ready to close. Is Jesus faithful? Yes. Say it again. Is Jesus faithful? Yes. So these promises are based on his faithfulness, not yours. And I don't know about you, but that's good news. We change. He never changes. Come on, somebody. We change. My love for God might wax hot and it might wax cold. But his love for me never changes. It's on one setting and it's called hot. Come on, somebody. It's hot. He loves us. He loves us. So these promises are yes and amen. So here's what this means. (laughs) This This is awesome. This is awesome. So if you're feeling a little sick in your body, and the Bible says in this new covenant that by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed, that is yes and amen. It's not a guess if God wants to do it or he doesn't want to do it. It's what? Yes and amen. Are you with me? If you're feeling like you're in a position where you need some more provision or like, like, like you're, you need some more increase in your job or your work, and you are believing God, that scripture is what? Yes and amen. Come on. If you're feeling like you're battling fear, you're battling something that's coming against you, and it's affecting your outlook in life, and the Bible says God's not giving you the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind, that promise is what? Yes and amen. It's not a guess anymore. Are you with me? If you're feeling scared, you're like, oh, is the Lord going to protect me? Come on. Yes and amen. Are you getting this? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) They couldn't have it in the old covenant. They never knew if they performed enough. Come on, somebody. They never knew if they were good enough. They never knew if they were going to get there. But over here, Jesus said, I'm getting away from all of that because I want this all based on me. You're my little brother. You have an Abba Father. Today, we are the family of God, and I want you to have my promises because they are yes and amen. Woo! Man, I am preaching good today. shouldn't say that. We need to get rid of that from the tape. And never put that online. I'm fired up about this. This is why prayer is easier than you think. You're driving along. Abba, I don't know what to do in this situation. You're sitting at your computer terminal and you don't know Which project to submit? Abba, you know which one I should submit. Come on, are you with me? You're sitting across from your spouse and you're having a disagreement and you really want to get it settled. You really want to get on the right page. Right there in the middle of Abba, what's the right answer here? Anybody could draw a line in the sand. Anybody can say it's your way or it's my way or it's the high. Anybody could do that, but I'm gonna tell you something. Somebody that knows Abba, somebody that knows they're in covenant will sit there and say, There's an answer. Abba, what is it? What is the answer? What 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 college Abba should my kid go to? What what friend group should my children be a part of? Abba. I gotta tell you something. Abba The Father has spared me from decisions and stuff that I was going to go awry on because Abba stepped in and he started to help us and to see things. Now I'll tell you, the greatest enemy against this, and I'll stop. And we'll pick this up next week. Anybody learn anything here today? I want to encourage you to go back and listen to Abba and take to heart what we're saying here today about believing leaving, I want you to know that as I looked at my own life, what was the thing that robbed me the most of accepting this and living in all this? And it's this. It's, it's self-effort. It's self-effort. Is trying to do things on my own is the thing that prevented me from really sitting here with Abba and saying, Abba, what do you have for me today? Speak to me. I'm pouring out my heart to you. Self effort, because something inside of a guy, particularly, we just feel like if I could pull that lever, push that button, I would have done it already. But why not go to Abba first? Why you got an easier way for me, Abba? We're all guilty of self effort, all of us. This it's the thing that stands in the way of walking in the fullness all that Abba has for us so I would like to challenge you this week believe believe right believe that Jesus died for you believe that he's the only way believe that your sins are forgiven past, present, and future believe that today the promises of God for you are yes and amen believe that believe that Jesus is your older brother believe that Abba is your father believe that and you'll enter into this amazing flow with Abba that I believe he has for all of us here in this room. I'm going to ask you all to just bow your heads with me real quick as we get ready to wrap up here. You know, maybe you're here today and you don't believe in Jesus. You've never received him into your life. We all need a Savior. Every person in this room needs a Savior. Again, not because we sin, but because Adam sinned and his sin was passed on to all of us. We were born into sin, which is the reason why we needed to be born again and receiving Christ who paid for our sin. And it's the most glorifying, uh, it is the most glorious decision you could ever make. And here's what it does. That decision, it it brings us eternal confidence that when you leave planet Earth, God forbid, a car accident or something tragic were to happen, you are confident in your eternal destination that you will spend your life with Abba and Jesus, your older brother. That's the confidence that he has for us. And if you're here today and you don't have that confidence, My prayer is that you not leave this room without receiving that confidence. What a shame it would be that you've lived through, that you sat through all of this icy roads and everything else, and you walk away without having the confidence that you can spend your life with Abba. If that's you here today, please, with no one looking around, I feel like the Holy Spirit is in this room right now. I feel like he's doing a work in our heart. I feel like there's there are some of you, you've been running from Abba. You've been running. What I'm sharing with you today is, 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 is really connecting with you. And something inside of you wants to believe. Something inside of you wants to believe. But there's that other thing that's going on inside of you that is just pushing it away. Don't push it away anymore. Yield to it. The Holy Spirit is trying to help you. He's trying to break you through to whole another level of new living. Man, if you're here today for any one of those two invitations, you've never received Christ into your life. Are You say you're far from it. It's time to stop fighting. It's time to start yielding. Without anybody looking around, I'm telling you, this is an amazing moment right now. The Holy Spirit is in this room. I'm not going to embarrass you. And I, and I know my team's not going to embarrass you. And I know nobody else is looking around. But I need to come into agreement with you so I can pray for you. If that's you and you're here in this room today, and you say, Pastor Dino, that's me. I need Christ to come into my life. Put your hand up nice and high so I can see it. No one looking around, please. No one looking around. Awesome, 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 awesome. awesome. So let's pray this prayer together before we leave. Everybody, just pray this out loud with me together. Say, Heavenly Father. I believe your word is true. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Father, thank you for raising him from the dead for my sins. I believe that I am saved today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Hey, would you do me a great big favor? Would you guys just give our Lord and Savior Jesus a great big God bless you for what he's doing in this room today? I praise him. I praise him for what he's doing here. We don't want to lift up Revolution Church. We want to lift up.